0: What's up, you guys? Thanks for coming back. It's Andrea. I am here. It's February. Where did time go? Like where did January go? Because she's gone. We're also celebrating our one month anniversary on the pod. That's super cool. Thank you guys so much for all your support so far. I cannot wait to see how this grows and where it goes. This is so exciting. This month's content is all about love and like relationships, but more so on like the really realistic side of everything. Because while I'm not in a relationship, I have been in a lot of relationships and I have been on a lot of dates and I have a lot of experience dating. Believe me, that's like not a brag at this point at 28. It's not, Uh, but we're going to talk all about it. Today's episode is all about bad dates. And believe me, I've had more than my fair share. Holy shit. I'm not going to expose anybody's names or anything like that because I won't do that dirty, but your actions speak for yourself. So if the shoe fits, lace that bitch up and wear it. Um, We'll be talking bad dates today and I'm so excited to share this information with you guys because honestly, I think it's funny. I don't need like pity or anything like that. I just actually think that these are so bizarre that I one day hope that maybe I can just write a really satirical book about my life and then maybe like the end chapter will be hopefully when I'm married or like successful or something, but let's get into the bad dates. So the first date I went on with this guy, we had talked previously, and I'm just going to preface that most of my dates have originated from some form of like online dating because it's like the 21st century and I don't meet people organically. No guy who I want to date has ever come up to me at the bar and been like, Hey, beautiful. Um, like never, that is never how that goes. So this date I was really looking forward to, I think that we had a lot in common both kind of talking about like a mental health background, things like that. So we went to Red Cow in St. Paul. And if you're not from the Midwest or like Minnesota, Red Cow is a really nice, I wouldn't say really nice, but it's a restaurant that's well known for like their meat and like burgers, mostly their burgers. So this is the first time i would ever been and I was so stoked to try a burger. So we got there. We had a cocktail across the street because, like, the table wasn't ready. That was fine. Then we went over and got the table. Um, He was, like, okay. He just seemed kind of nervous. But, you know, it's, like, a first date. So, whatever. Everybody's nervous. Everyone's awkward. Whatever. We get a cocktail. And we, like, decide what we want to eat. And I was, like, oh, hey. Like, I have to go to the bathroom, right? So, he was, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's super cool. So, I go to the bathroom, you know fix up my hair, do whatever, come back out to the table. and The menus are gone. And he was like, Oh, Hey, by the way, when you were in the bathroom, the waiter came by and I just took the liberty of ordering dinner. And I was like, what? Sorry. When I was in the bathroom, was that like also just disguised as like a time machine? Because I didn't realize it was 1930s, 40s and that you were ordering my meal for me. Sick. Um, so I was like, okay, do I get to like know what I got? And he was like, "Oh, you'll just have to like wait when he gets here." So, in my head, immediately, I'm like, "Red flag! What the fuck?" And I was just like, "Okay, cool, it's fine, Andrea. Like, chill. <laughs> this can be okay. Um, let's roll with this like spontaneity, right? Like, let's let's just do it." So, a little bit of time goes by. They're so busy. The food takes forever. So then the food finally comes out. And I was like, what the fuck? Um, so they set down like a really awesome burger. Like, let me set the scene for you. Like a big plate full of like thick steak fries and like a towering juicy burger. And I was like, wow, that looks so effing good. I haven't ate all day. So I was, and like I had been drinking a little bit. So I was like super buzzed and like just really hungry. So then they sat down my plate in front of me. And I was like, what the fuck is this? You guys, do you want to know what he ordered me? A hummus plate. Yeah. A hummus plate. It had their house hummus with radish coins, carrots, celery sticks, and pita chips. Mmm, yummy. Exactly what I wanted after a whole day of like not eating and getting ready to meet this guy and saving disk space in my head for this completely and utterly disappointing evening. So fun. So I looked at him, and I was like, oh, this is what you ordered me? I was like, is my dish coming still? (laughs) And he was like, no, no, that's what I ordered you. And I was like, well, I was a little bit more hungry than that, so can I have, like, half of your burger? And he was like, well, I'm really hungry, so I was like, oh, well, you can have half my hummus plate if that would, you know, sustain you for more than five fucking seconds. We did that, and then um, basically, the meal was super uncomfortable. I scarfed down my hummus plate, Um, but then we had this weird conversation, right? So before, obviously, I was telling him about my job, so I work in mental health, whatever. I was just like, yeah, like mental health is super cool. It exists everywhere. It's something I'm really passionate about. And he just like gets this super strange, bewildered look on his face. And this is something, I'm not kidding you guys, we had previously spoken about. And he was like, I cured my own depression when I was on mushrooms. And I don't believe in psychology. And I think it's a joke. And then no joke, three seconds later, the waiter came up and he was like, we'll take our bill. And I was like, I don't even know what just happened. I got a hummus plate and like red to filth. Based on my career, it was so, so bad. Um, We got, I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Like, can you expand on that story? And he was like, yeah, I just like, you know, tripped really hard on mushrooms. And I was like, it's just all in my mind. So I'm over it. And that was it. We literally, he paid for the bill, thank God, because I was not paying for two vodka sodas and a hummus plate. Um, So literally, we left. The building. He walked me to my car. We did the awkward ass one-armed hug, and I was like, "Oh yeah, so great." And he's like, "Let's just do this again sometime soon." And I was like, "Absolutely, totally." I sat in my car and I was just like, "What? Absolutely fucking not." And I called everybody I knew and I told them <laughs> what was going on. And then I went to a drive-through and I got myself a real dinner because what a fucking shit show. We never spoke after that. We never texted, not once, not whatever. I mean, it was so, so fucked. I don't even remember his name. If I had to pick him out out of like a lineup, it would never, ever happen. And that is probably, probably one of my worst dinner dates that I've ever been on. Okay, so you know when you like vibe with somebody like texting right and then you're like so so excited to meet them and then you meet them and i think it's really true when people say (laughs) you know you're gonna like somebody within the first 10 seconds that you see them or like interact with them i can tell you guys so i met this guy at a pizza place down in the north loop in minneapolis it's called black sheep and, you know, I was like, oh, it's like casual, it's just like pizza and drinks, whatever. I'm um, dressed like really cute because it's North Loop. It's, you know, it's a little bit more upscale. So <laughs> I went on this date and I knew the second I walked into the bar and I spotted him that I was just like not into it. I was not here for it. I said hi to him. Um, It was not great for the fact that, and I know it sounds really shallow, you guys, but He had like a really high voice, like unreasonably high. And I think it just like threw me off. And now I have this really irrational fear that every time I meet somebody online, like their voice is going to be totally fucked. So I will scour every ounce of social media that I can find to see if they're in a video to see if they have a normal voice because like I was hashtag triggered off of this so I have this date with him honestly the conversation at first like wasn't really bad but as it kind of went on it just felt like I was having maybe dinner with like somebody that I worked with that was more we were talking a lot of business um because he was in business and I was telling him a little bit about like what I do because I work in corporate healthcare, and we were talking like nerdy business shit like internal revenue and like stock price Etc. Etc. So the people who were like around us, cause we went at about like a happy hour time were like, are these people like on a date? Are they like coworkers? Like it's like half romantic, half not. It was really a strange vibe. So it must've been somewhere he goes a lot because he knew the waitress and it was like this older lady. And she was like, Oh, so good to see you. And I was just like, do you come here often? Like how many girls have sat in this booth across from you? I have no idea what's going on. So We had dinner um, or we ordered pizza, right? So I knew kind of after the initial like 20 minutes of being on a date with him that I was kind of looking to like cut it short. I was not really here for it. Um, I thought he was really nice enough, but I wasn't really feeling the spark. And I think I was just really thrown off and just kind of having a day. So things just went from mediocre to like worse. Um, so we got our pizza. Finally, it took kind of a long time. There's like a common theme here with dinner things are just taking a really long time and I'm not being dramatic. I worked in the food industry. I know like a reasonable ticket time. Um, but we get our pizza and it's, it's like the wrong pizza. It's like not even close to what we ordered, whatever. And I was like, Oh, I don't really like know if I want this. And he looked me in the eyes and he was like, it's rude to send back food. So we'll just keep this pizza. Like he said it in front of the waitress, which I was like, excuse me. And so he said it in front of the waitress and the pizza, we just kept the pizza. Right. Okay. So again, I'm starving. I came from work. Like most of the time when I go on a dinner date, I'm usually saving my appetite for dinner or like drinks so that I can, you know, obviously enjoy myself and not look like a weirdo not eating on the date. So, I <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm just like really not feeling this pizza. I did try a bite or two. It was a spicy salami pizza, which doesn't even sound good to be honest with you. It was there was like hardly any cheese on it. It was just like sauce and spicy salami. And it was so so hot. You guys, I enjoy spicy food. It was so so spicy. I was I had a few bites and I was like, honestly, I I don't think I can eat this. Um and if you don't want to send it back, that's fine. I just won't eat and I'll just eat when I get home or I'll stop somewhere on the way home. So, um, he proceeded to eat almost the whole pizza. Um, and it's a big pizza. Like, it's, I don't know, maybe maybe like a medium to like a large. And there are big kind of almost Brooklyn style pizza pieces. And, I mean, he's just like a super sloppy messy eater and i hate mouth noises when people are eating i don't know the word for it. i think it's like misophonia i don't know how to pronounce it but i have that like to the extreme i cannot stand it but and i all this was also raised with really good manners but he had like pizza grease like on his mouth and like down his chin and he had his napkin tucked into his like shirt that he was wearing and he was wearing like a button-up shirt with a shit you not like a sweater tied around his neck like we were in a Ralph Lauren polo ad there was so much going on and so I was just like okay I can't do this I'd sucked down my vodka soda so fast I was like I'm not getting another drink like this isn't even worth drinking through at this point I just want to go and I told him I was and he took forever to eat like 45 minutes of me just like sitting across the table from him talking while he devoured a pizza with a napkin tucked into his shirt. And I I had zero interest clearly. Um, And so I finally just like checked my watch and I was like, Hey, I actually have to get going. I have a really early day tomorrow. I have client meetings. um, So do you mind if we just like wrap this up? He went to the bathroom and was in the bathroom for probably close to 10 minutes. I don't know if the spicy salami got to him, but he was in there a long time. And I'm not kidding you guys. I'm not that kind of gal, but had I not valeted my car, I would have fucking left. I was so done with it. And I was like, it would be very awkward and very unkind if I was just standing outside when he got here, um, because I had wanted to leave. So we like got the check, whatever. Um, and then he's like chit-chatting with the waitress and I'm not kidding you guys I'm like standing up putting on my jacket like putting on my scarf it was cold out um I was like you know my car is like valet and I have to the valet should pull us around so we walk out the door and then he's like oh forgot the box <laughs> runs in to get the box comes back out and he stood there with me until valet got my car which I thought was like nice but he was like do you want me to stand with you and I was like oh no like that's totally fine like you don't have to stand here it's really cold um Thanks so much for dinner. Like it was great meeting you. You know, gave him like the weird hug, whatever. The valet guy was like, bad date. And I was like, You have no idea. And so then he like gave he like opened the door and um like let me in. The valet guy did. And then I'm not kidding you. On my way home, I live probably 25 minutes from Minneapolis. He texted me four times, being like he had a really great time. It was, like, really good to know you. Like, what do you got on the docket for the rest of the week? Blah, 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 blah. And then I didn't respond, obviously, because I'm driving. And he's like, are you ghosting me now? Like, are you just not going to text me back? And I was just like, holy shit, dude, I'm driving. So then I got home and I was just like, you know what? I said, I um had a nice time meeting you and I just don't feel... Like we have a great connection, um, but I appreciate you taking the time out of your day and like your week to like get to know me. Um, And I apologize, I didn't get back to you sooner. I was, you know, driving home in a snowstorm, Um, so super apologies for that. And honestly, this is just. where I learned that like I'm I'm no longer accepting dinner dates until we are well acquainted and can make it through like a 45-minute event. Um, I've had probably successfully like one really good dinner date and we were just so into each other and we had such a good time. But for future reference, don't, um, don't do a dinner date or like any sort of food for the first date. Like it's a quick drink and like, get the fuck out of there. Like it's a test the waters and see you later. We don't need that. We don't need that shit in our life. And, um, yeah, that's, I know there's a lot of dinner dates going on here. Um, but they're easily my, my least favorite activity to do. All right. So the last in-depth story I'm going to tell um, is the tale of New Year's Eve, I don't even know, 2017? I've seen this guy and New Year's Eve is easily my least favorite holiday. It is always disappointing. It is always effing cold maybe I'll like it when I move to Arizona because it'll be like hot and you know you can do something outside and Minnesota it's always like negative 10 and snowing and there's really no sexy look without a jacket and then like coat checks like ten dollars and you have to like carry your little key thing to get your coat and like that's a whole mess if you're drunk and then by the end of the night you're like fuck my coat like I just want to like go home and like get in the uber um and it just becomes like this whole mess. So I'm not a huge New Year's Eve person. So I stayed in on this New Year's Eve. And this is a guy I had been kind of like on a few dates with. Like I celebrated his 30th birthday with him. We went to Ocean Air in Minneapolis. It was really beautiful. It was a super fun dinner. Um, So we had this... <laughs> i'm just cringing thinking about what i'm gonna say so we had um just like a new year's even and we ordered chinese from like this really yummy place across the street from his apartment so we like walk over go get it whatever come back have dinner we like watch game of thrones because like we're those people and at that time i think thrones was just like on so we did that <laughs> And then this is not, like, somebody I'd been, I think, at this point, romantically, like, physically involved with, if you catch my vibe. Um, and I thought, like, that was going to be the night. Because, um, you know, like, you all have those moments. And so uh, I went to the bathroom. Um, and it was, like, kind of, like, the end of the night. And I was, like, oh, I always have to, like, go to the bathroom. And I had a cold. So I blew my nose. And I just, like, went to go throw my Kleenex um, in the garbage. And the garbage was, like, underneath the sink. (laughs) And I went to throw my Kleenex in the garbage. And there was a used condom in the garbage. And it was, you know, full. (laughs) And the garbage, I mean, it was just, like, such a... I, I don't know what, like, the logic was here. I don't even know if there was logic in this situation. But... The garbage can had clearly like just been emptied. So, you know, when the bag kind of like puffs on either side, when you like tie it and it's got like a bit of air, so it's like poofy in the side and whatever else. Um, And it just like kind of been like flung into the garbage. It was like laying on one of the poofed out areas (laughs) and it was like really evident that it was there. I mean, there was no hiding that. So I was like, mm okay I mean I thought like we were a little like more connected than that um but I just I remember I was like freaking out in the bathroom and I snapchatted like four people and I was like I'm at this dude's house and I found like a used condom in the garbage like what the fuck do I do I'm like too drunk to leave um and then like I'm not getting an uber from St. Louis Park to basically over in St. Paul that's so much money especially on New Year's Eve and like whatever Everyone's like, confront him, confront him. Like, just ask him, like, what? what's the worst thing he's going to say? Like, yeah, and you've not wasted your time. So I went to the room and I was like, hey, like, um, what's up with the, like, used condom in the garbage in the bathroom? And he was like, what? And I was like, what? I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, it's really obvious that there's a used condom in your garbage. I was like, I mean... I don't really care, but, like, I feel like we were kind of a little bit more committed than this. Um, But I was just, like, are you, like, fucking other people? Or I was, like, because, like, we don't do anything. So I was just wondering, like, what's going on? Um, (laughs) And he was, like, I'm just going to go to bed. And I was, like, "Mm." and at this time, I think I was 27. No. 27? Yeah, that's 27. And I was like, you're a 30-year-old man. Like, if you're just sleeping with somebody else, like just say it because you didn't do anything to hide the evidence, like clearly. And I was like, well, you know, did you choke the chicken into the condom? Or like, and he was like, Oh my god, stop. And I was just like, okay. (laughs) So I was like, I want to sleep on the couch. I said, I'm too drunk to leave, but if I wasn't drunk, I would leave uh ultimatum that is um and so he was like don't be ridiculous don't sleep on the couch no joke you guys I slept in the room like on the farthest side of the bed that I could in my normal clothes (laughs) and I got up at seven and I made myself a cup of coffee and then I put on my boots he was like dead asleep put on my boots whatever and I was like all I know is that I am not spending the first day of the new year like this in this environment. I'm leaving. And he was like, "Um, okay, bye. And I was like, okay, bye. Uh, that was weird. And I never heard from him again. Um, because like, why would I? And I was not interested in hearing from him again. And then I found out that like two weeks later, he had a girlfriend and he ended up marrying her, which... You know, like, good for him. That's great. Uh, But, like, just be honest. Like, if you're fucking other people and, like, you don't even go out of your way to remove um, your children from the garbage, like, do more. Try harder. You know? Just let's try harder. So, I'll I'll leave you guys with that story. That's the last, like, super in-depth one we'll go into. Let's talk about honorable mention bad dates because... They don't need a full explanation, but they do need a shout out for their commitment to awkwardness um, and just all around trash behavior. So one time I went on a date and it was before I went out and I met this guy at a bar. It was kind of like what I would consider a pregame and he seemed really weird when I got there and he was kind of slurring and I was like, okay, mm -mm, what's going on? Kind of like felt it out, and I was like, maybe it's just you know the way that he speaks, or like whatever. And then it really dawned on me that he was extremely hammered. And I was like, Deadass, are you drunk?' And he was like, I did have five cocktails before you got here. Yes. And I was like, Oh, oh my God, okay, wow. Um, and I had ordered a drink and I had one at the table, and I'm not kidding. I slammed my drink, And I was like, well. This is like not how I would have preferred to meet Um, and maybe we can try this again sober. So I'm going to go and I got up and I told the waitress, I was like, he's hammered and I'm leaving. So peace the fuck out. That was weird. Another date was a really nice guy. I actually really enjoyed our date, but we were talking about just, you know, like being older, older, (laughs) if you will, um, and dating. And I was just like, yeah, it's, you know, kind of getting harder He's like. Not that there's anything wrong with dating divorced people. Everyone like deserves every chance at love that they can get. Um, And I was like, yeah, that's, you know, just where we're at, obviously, just like due to our age. And he was like, yeah, oh my God, tell me about it. I just signed my divorce papers before I came here. And I was like, should you be on a date right now? Like, I'm lost. What? I was like, what? Um, He was really cool, though. He was like, you know, I've been separated from my wife for a while and... I think there was like some initial backpedal, but he was really kind and I think it was just more shocking. We didn't have a bad date. It was just really shocking. Um, And then I was just like, hey, I think you're really awesome, but I just don't know if you're kind of ready or like in the position to date. That's not really my decision to make, but you know, from somebody with a mental health background and not that I'm like psychoanalyzing you, I just think for me to like have a productive relationship with you... I'm out. Just like, bye. Um, What else? I dated another guy who was recently divorced. Um, He was a lawyer. And so he wrote his own divorce papers, which I thought was a really strange fact to share with me. He was easily um, the scariest person I've ever dated. I told my therapist about him and she was like, girl, he has multiple personality disorder like a very scary individual and um, you should never date someone like that again and if you do come across someone like that you need to turn around and get away from them long story short I had said that I wanted to like lose some weight and he's like oh I helped my ex-wife lose like 20 pounds and we worked out one time and he was like so mad I wouldn't like do the workout he was um prescribing me essentially and I was like well you know I've been an athlete my whole life I'm in decent shape regardless um But, yeah, like, let's do, like, what you want to do. And he was, like, so offended that I just wasn't going to initially do it that he got mad and was, like, we're not even working out anymore. And I was just, like, okay. Um, And just, you know, kind of, like, brush it off as, like, a fluke. Uh, And so then I had saw a picture of his ex-wife and she was, like, so scary skinny. I just don't know how much weight she had to lose initially. But he asked me. But when I made this comment, I was, like, oh, I just, like, want to drop a few pounds. He just like looked at me and was like, "Well, how much do you weigh?" And I was like, "Oh, uh, what? That's a weird question. I mean, on the morality standpoint, but just in general, like, I was like, that's fucking weird." So I just like said a number that was close to the range that I was. I didn't like feel super comfortable telling you my exact weight. And then I had, you know, lost some weight or whatever. This is like I saw him for maybe like a month, and then. I lost some weight and he was like, oh, like how much do you weigh now? And I said this number and he was like, okay. And then we were supposed to go to this wedding together. And so I rented a dress, cleared my work schedule, whatever, took PTO. I got to his house uh, like the day before and he was like, actually, I'm not bringing you to this wedding and I'm actually done with you because you're a liar. You're a dirty, filthy liar and it would never bring you around my family. And I was like, what? And he was like, you lied about your weight. And like, if you're willing to lie about that, like what else are you willing to lie about? And I was like, what? And so then he, like, reflected back on the story where the number I gave him and, like, the other number I gave him, like, didn't match up. And I was just, like, does it match? Like, do you even like the way that I look? Like, I'm, I'm so fucking lost. This is among many other really strange things that he did, like, telling me that he liked to argue with me to, like, watch me squirm and, like, all sort of weird stuff. You guys, he was so fucking weird. So then this was the end. He was, like, yeah, like, you lied about your weight. And I was, like, this is so backwards um and I like he poured me a beer and then he like told me he's gonna like go to Chicago this is before he told me about the weight thing and be a lawyer there and he was like I just like don't feel like we should date and then he brought up the weight thing and then I was like is there anything else you don't like about me and he was like yeah I have like a whole fucking list but like it's pretty pointless to talk about now since you're being such a bitch and I threw my beer on him and he was like you can get the fuck out of my house like you're disrespecting me and I was like you're disrespecting me and so then Like, caused a scene leaving. And then in the doorway, he was like, you know, I really enjoyed getting to know you. And I think that you'll make someone really happy. And I was like, "Mm." I was like, you sound like every guy I know. So I'm not hearing that. And I walked out of the house and he just stood on his porch and watched me leave. I turned around and I was like, what the fuck are you looking at? And I, like, flipped him off and it was kind of in, like, I don't know maybe like a more affluent neighborhood in Minneapolis and it was like neighbors on the street looking and I was like this could be a movie scene right now this is so uncomfortable so then I messaged him I went to go unfriend him on everything I like called my sister and I was like I don't even know what the fuck just happened um I went to go unfriend him on like social media and all other stuff and he was already blocked me and i sent him a message and i was like i'm sure i am not the first person you've ever done this to and i'm sure he won't be the last but like best of luck to you never heard from him again um that was really terrible another time i was like super interested in this guy this summer i was seeing him we had like major plans to be on the course of like being i would say like exclusive i we had that conversation this date previous and um he went to a brewery with a couple of his friends and like the next day we went, my girlfriends and I went to this brewery. We went there cause we had these drink tokens and he was like, Oh yeah, I'm like working. And then I'm going to meet some friends out for a drink. Um, and he like, wasn't responding, which is like fine. You know, we have like normal conversation pattern. That's not a big deal. I'm very respectful of people's space and time and energy. And we should all be independent, right? Cause like we are not here for codependency. So we get there, and we're seated, and I look across the patio, and he's at a table with another girl, and I was like, what's happening? Is this my life for real? Um. So I was like, okay, cool. It's probably like just a friend. He did say he was meeting friends. Maybe more people show up, and he had his dog with him. N- nobody else came, so I was like, "It's probably just like a friend. Mm. Um, and then I like, got up to go to the bathroom. At this time you had to like order your beers to your table. I walked past his table, I think, twice and like really tried to make eye contact with him. And he like didn't either acknowledge me or like know that I was there. Um and then she went to the bathroom and then he texted me back and was like, oh hey, sorry, I'm like with friends. We're like doubling down on the plural, we're with friends, um, which is where I'm like starting to lose my shit, right? And so I was like, oh like that's interesting um, okay. I was like, well, we're actually like on the same patio. Um, I heard Atlas who it doesn't matter. He's not listening, but, um, I heard his dog barking and I was like, oh, well, I heard your dog barking and I looked over and like, we're on the same patio. And he's like, I was like, are you like on a date? And he was like, no, like, this is just my friend or whatever. And so then when she got back, they ended up leaving (laughs) and he like, didn't come and say hi. I didn't go over there. I feel like I was just so thrown off. You guys, like, didn't know what to do. Um, and then he like texted me once he got in the car and was like, oh, like, yeah, that was just like a friend from college. Like, it's like not a big deal. Um, and he like called me the next day and was like, it's, you know, just like my friend from college, whatever. Um, sorry. I like, didn't say, Hey, just weirdness, like hours between text messages, very off cadence from like our normal conversation (laughs) flow. And then the next day he hit me with the, you know, I'm just like really too busy to like focus on any one person or thing. And my mental health is just really bad. Um, and yeah, and I was like, well, that's really disappointing to hear because it's very day and night from like the conversations we were having and like the trip we had planned for like our birthdays, but like, that's fine too. Um, and he never texted me back and I never heard from him again. Then he unfollowed me on everything, but still views my Instagram stories and my snap stories. Hey, 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 if you want to keep up with me, like maybe just like shoot me a text and be like, what's up? Um, cause like visibly creeping on me is, is not the way to go about it. <laughs> Um, you know, just super uncomfortable things like that. I have met someone's family stayed overnight up at their house for the weekend, gotten back, and then someone's been like, um, I just feel like we're more like friends. And I was like, why did you not feel like that before we went and met your family? And I clicked with them and I thought like they were super awesome, and I thought this was going somewhere. Mmm, not cool. Um And the ultimate, uh, dumping that I, um, have ever had, uh, was when I studied abroad, I dated somebody the whole time I was gone, like ocean apart, made it work. He sent me flowers on our year anniversary, like to my school. I ugly girl sobbed. Like he spent holidays with my family while I was gone, whatever. So in love, literally thought like, this is the one, um, after like a really hard time getting home we went down to dinner i like reconvened with my fam i hadn't seen them in months whatever um and then like that night we were laying in my room at home and he was like oh i like joined the army and like i don't know if i can do this anymore and i was like i haven't been on u.s soil for more than twelve hours, I'm not sure why we're having this conversation. Oh my fucking god! Um, so, so we ended up just breaking up, um, because we just couldn't, um, be apart anymore. While he was like going to the army, and uh, it was like the worst, most like blindsided breakup I've ever had in my life. I was twenty one. I was like fucking devastated. I truly believe like you get some, you get like one or two, like really special people in your life. And I really felt like that person was very special to me. And that was just like a hot mess. Like that's like probably the saddest breakup I've ever had. Um, especially because we spent so much time apart only to come home and just be dumped on my ass. It was so dumb. Um, and lastly, like the most trashy, like get out of my house situation I've ever had was in college, went on a date with a guy, hung out at his house, and then he was like, Yo, you gotta get the fuck out of here. Like I got another piece of ass rolling through town. So like that's verbatim, his words. And I was like, oh, okay. And he called me a cab. Cato cab. And it's like the unfanciest I've ever felt in my life. Um and I was like, wow. <laughs> and he married that girl too that came over. So You know, if you've ever felt like a funnel to uh, somebody else's fiancés, join the club. Um, That's what it feels like. I feel like I'm the gateway to marriage for everyone except myself. Um, So hopefully, maybe one day I will segue my own relationship into marriage. Um, But that is pretty much it. Uh, I hope you guys laughed too, because or cringed or like whatever. You guys have relatable stories to this because dating is such an adventure and like such an experience, and it's uh, ups and downs. Um, I've I've not been dating for a while now. Obviously, not during quarantine. The rest of the content this month. So excited! Um, next episode will be released on Valentine's Day. Woo! um it'll be so exciting that's all gonna be about like love and questions that's why I keep putting polls up on my Instagram you guys are awesome with interacting with them I love it I love to see like 50-ish people kind of give me responses it's it's good usable data so thank you guys very much I'm gonna keep building on that talk a little bit about some anecdotal things that go along with that um and then I think another episode I'll talk a little bit more about like the tough side of love and like the psychology of love uh and then I'm not really sure yet how I'm going to close out the month but I think it is going to be with self-care and self-love with Morgan from Bon Undone I've literally mentioned her like almost every episode but I'm so excited for her to finally be on we kind of Are starting to nail down a date. So I think it'll be literally perfect. We have so much to look forward to. Thanks again so much for coming out and listening and showing me your support. If you want to share or rate the podcast, it helps me so much. You guys have been really, really good about that. Um, my goal is to have hopefully like a hundred followers by sounds so dorky but like 100 followers by i'm gonna say like the end of the month i'm manifesting that right now probably 100 followers by the end of the month help me make it happen thank you guys so much for listening i hope you have a great rest of your day we're just friends